And welcome back to The Big Wake-Up Call. I'm Ryan Gatenby, and time for my next guest, who is the author of a very fun new book called You Talking to Me, The Definitive Guide to Iconic Movie Quotes. And we're going to visit with Brian Abrams. Brian, good morning. Welcome to the show. Morning, Ryan. How you doing? Pretty good. How are you? How are, how are things where you are? Fine. I watched Critters 1 and 2 last night for the first time in my life. They were terrific. Now, I looked it up, and you were actually on the show five years ago. We had you on in 2018 for Obama in oral history, and clearly that yeah. uh, conversation resonated with both of us. Yeah, yeah, it was a long time ago. And then COVID happened, and I was fortunate enough to work from home, and I uh, was watching, you know, three movies a day easily, um, going back to, like, college year level of, like, movie consumption. And uh, had a talk with a book editor about figuring out, you know, how maybe we can make a buck off of this, <laughs> right? Like, let's let's dive into the history of Hollywood through movie lines, was essentially the conversation. Right. Well, and, and yeah, this is not just here a book of like, oh, here are the top 100 movie lines, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, you're, you're delving into kind of the history of the quote, the background of the movie um can you just share with us a little bit uh, of what the book is about other than the obvious yeah yeah of course well it's called you talking to me the definitive guide to iconic movie quotes uh, and the idea was taking a look at all of the iconic movie lines in hollywood history and okay side note we'll figure out what that means later yeah. and diving in and doing an analysis of uh, you know, their origins and their meaning and their influence, the ways that they've ricocheted through culture. Uh, so so I, in my head, I was always trying to I was hoping that the book would operate on two levels. On, on one hand, you know, the everyday person out there who is not uh, fanatical about movies, you know, has heard expressions before, like, would you be shocked if I put on something more comfortable or are martinis shaken, not stirred, but they may not exactly know where they come from or why they're so popular. So I wanted to kind of satisfy that curiosity. And then on another level, it absolutely is a book that works for film fanatics and who just want to dive in, you know, and just get, just get immersed in, in, in the history. Uh, that was the idea three years ago. It's interesting, and you consider that, yes, yeah, some of these lines are so popular and so quoted in relation to many other things, and I guess especially now with memes, that, uh, yeah, oftentimes you may have, have quoted this line and not known uh, either the movie or the context in, in which it was originally said. Totally. And the one that immediately comes to mind is uh, by Felicia from uh, Friday. The, right. The stoner, com stoner comedy from 95 with Ice Cube and Chris Tucker, because um, that was just more or less an ad lib on set, as were a number of lines in that movie. Um, and they didn't think anything of it. They just kept filming, right? They were doing tons of funny stuff in the movie. Uh, the movie comes out. It, it's, you know, its primary appeal was to stoners, stoner teenagers like me back in the 90s. And there weren't enough of us to make it a hit in the box office. But then it gets on video, and then we all go rent it. And not only do we rent it, but now our families are watching it, and our friends are watching it, and our aunts are watching it. Yeah. And a line like, by Felicia, gets kind of grabbed by a, a completely different 
sect of people, a different culture. And, and you find it used by like divas on reality shows like the housewives of Atlanta. And it's, you know, completely divorced from its original context of a stoner comedy. And it's just taken on a life of its own. I mean, I was in college in the mid-90s, so yeah, that was a, a big, big stoner movie for most of us, but it's even gone so far that uh, at Target, I've seen there's like a Buy Felicia card party game. Right. I haven't seen that, but exactly. I mean, what does that have to do with anything about Friday? Like, nothing, really. It's, it's its own thing now. I mean, there's a lot of examples of stuff like that. Of course, the big, you know, uh, you ain't heard nothing yet from the jazz singer is like one of the big first lines. Do you think that literally just blew minds when people are in the theater, like like heads were about to explode in, in shock and awe? Yeah, I think it was like scanners. Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, people, but, you know, you see oh, like, say hello scanners, to my friend, yeah. right? Like Kim Kardashian, I caught like an Instagram post of her for a few years ago because obviously I'm a I'm a deeply devoted follower of the Kardashians. Of course, uh, she she like gets a she has like a pet like Palma, a Pomeranian, you know, and she just says say hello to my little friend when she posts it and it gets a million billion likes. I mean, has Kim seen Scarface? I mean, she's probably seen it, but like, was she thinking about Al Pacino when she wrote that? No, there's no way, and neither were her followers. Right. Uh, but uh, we deserve to think about Starface, Scarface, or Scarface deserves for us to think about it, rather. Uh, so that's my mission, to get everyone to watch Scarface, I guess. As much as I love Scarface, and I was just talking about it with my wife, because we both quote it endlessly, I'm like, that movie would never get made today. Oh, I don't know if that's true or not. I mean, it depends on the circumstances. I, You know, if you're trying to make an an argument that it's like too violent or something like that. I, I mean, there's still violent movies that happen. I, I think it's just more like, uh, we live in a time where, uh, you know, intellectual properties are, are kind of reigning supreme. Hmm. And if we could maybe put Iron Man in Scarface and that would Ooh, really help. Yes. Or if we could give, <laughs> if we could give Scarface a lightsaber instead of a, a machine gun, maybe that could like fast track it a little bit. But I don't know. We saw what happened with Barbenheimer. I mean, you know, there does seem to be, and we have the Scorsese movie coming up, Killers of the Flower Moon. I mean, there does seem to be a number of filmmakers out there who can get a blank check and do their thing. It's not like it used to be, but it's, it's there. It's in there. Do you feel like with going to a streaming world and there's so much content that we're less and less of a monoculture, do you see, like... Some of those big, giant, iconic uh, movie lines, maybe we're not going to have as many of those? Or do you think, you know, we're, we're still having big cinemas, that there are definitely going to be some that will catch on? No, I think you're right. I mean, I, you know, there, there's no question that, you know, movies were once upon a time uh, closer to the center of culture than they are now. Um, because, you know, you and I and everybody else is, you know, we're on Facebook all day or on TikTok or, or if the movie is on at your house, it's there uh, while you're texting. I mean, and I'm not trying to be anti today. I'm just aware yeah, that yeah. the reality is different. I mean, if I'm a Gen X kid, so, you know, I grew up at a time when you would go to the video store, uh, you would rent like something really bad. You know, you would rent 
second sight with Bronson Pinchot and John Larroquette. <laughs> you would take it home. You know it's bad. You're going to watch it anyway because you get to watch a movie. And that in itself was just a cool thing to do. Um, I mean, I'm, I sound a little bit like the guy who talked about how he had to walk 10 miles through whatever, you know, snow to get to school. But it's a little true. It's a little different than today where you can fire up TV and you have all the streaming services to like pick, you know, whatever you want from, right? Uh, different world, different world for sure. Yeah, trying to explain that to my eight-year-old daughter that, you know, we didn't have every movie ever made available at our fingertips. And I kind of explained the blockbuster video process and eyes just start glazing over. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm sure she hates it when you do that. But like, or if you had HBO, you know, it wasn't on demand. So right. if the new movie at 7 p.m. on Saturday was Hello Again with Shelley Long, you're watching <laughs> Hello Again with Shelley Long. Or or hopefully you have like a VHS you can pop in and, you know, you want to rewatch Jedi or something. But no, that was that you got what they gave you and you just dealt with it. And, you know, and, and it was fine. I mean, on some level, you weren't like upset about it because that's just what you knew. And the book is You Talking to Me, The Definitive Guide to Iconic Movie Quotes. The author is my guest, Brian Abrams. Brian, please come back. I could talk like bad movies all day long. Let's do it. I'd love to.